I have with me Alan Thomas, who is a representative of the company Butterflies and Hurricanes, which is a packaging design studio and also a branding studio. And they're trying to make us rethink how we see packaging in a new age. Uh, Alan, welcome. Thank you. We have, in this series of Let's Talk About It, we, I've talked uh, personally to many people who've, who've uh, looked at packaging from the perspective of waste management, for mm -hmm. example. You're in the design aspect of this. Yes. Tell me, how can design help us be more sustainable with, with our packaging? Well, first is we realize that designing packaging um, we were basically designing garbage. Much of it is used after its initial purpose of protecting the food and transporting the food and getting someone to take it off the shelf. It is then thrown away, occasionally recycled. Um, so we're looking at alternatives to that, ways to reduce the amount of packaging needed, whether it's shopping without packaging and also uh, different materials that could be used in place of it and also how those materials, what their life is before and after their use. So yeah. you're considering the entire life cycle of uh, any packaging that we're, we're using currently. So uh, are you finding that companies are, are very uh, happy to learn all that you have to, 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 to give? Some companies are, and those are the ones we want to work for. Um, ah. Some companies are very much stuck in the traditional model, which is tied to the, the take-make-waste version of So the traditional, and in terms of packaging, it's all about the, the idea of packaging is solely a marketing ploy to encourage somebody to pick their product, as opposed to taking the responsibility of after which, after the consumption of that product, that will then become, as you said, That garbage. was very much the traditional way that uh, a number of years ago we became aware of and started to find ways to help companies get away from that, help them transition, uh, help them work that into their brand and help them being transparent about what they're doing. Yeah. So it seems you're talking a lot about values, that you're, you're having to interact with companies and, and discuss values, not just a, a bottom line about a, a marketing ploy perhaps, yes. but also what is the entire circular motion of their products mm -hmm. and that's linked very much to value so what values does uh, butterflies and hurricanes well, have and what it started when we started looking at this direction we developed a, an internal csr program corporate social responsibility and we wanted to include everyone in the company on this so we discussed what values were important to everybody and sometimes we split up in English and Czech groups. We either had pictures or words. We found that people from different countries often interpreted values differently. And so we spent a lot of time settling on uh, eight or nine core values that we believe in. One you know, is, is empathy and humility and um, you know, respectfulness and things like that. There's, quite a number of them. And we developed those over time and then begin to develop our company's you know, purpose, which is we're a packaging design company seeking it into packaging as we know it. And we want to help brands work this uh, more sustainable model, business model into their operating mode. So what's, what are the key uh, aspects of more sustainable packaging? What do you recommend 
uh, to your clients? Well, the the greatest often when we go there, we we will present an, a version of what they want when they first contacted us, and we will present a version that's a little more on the sustainable scale, and then we will present uh, a big package of ideas of and methods that they could do if they wanted to go full in with the whole company. And these may range from substituting material, whether it's paper for plastic, or it may be developing um, dispensers so that people can shop in reused or their own packaging materials. Uh, it may be designing the packaging so that it reduces cognitive overload on shoppers um, who are busy at the end of the day. It may be uh, informate packaging that is more honest and transparent about the contents of the food, of the packaging itself, and or we may present uses for how the packaging could be reused or design it for reuse, design it for its full life cycle as okay. opposed to. So design for reuse, mm -hmm. a uh, an emphasis on which materials to be used, mm -hmm. but are, is it generally the case that we are over packaging in your opinion? Over packaging occasionally. I mean occasionally you get certain things that come in a plastic and then a box and then a jar and and then they have a seal inside. Yes. The reason I ask is I think that um, in this particular field uh, one can easily see an emotionally driven response. Mm -hmm. It seems to my emotions and feelings, for example, mm -hmm. that packaging, in particular overpackaging, is a no-brainer mm -hmm. bad thing. Uh, however, when you meet with many people then who, who have a sort of almost a scientific or indeed a scientific mm -hmm. interest in packaging, they will enlighten you to that packaging is not just about uh, you know, a marketing ploy, but it has uh, a, uh, an effect, of, for example, the preservation of, of foodstuffs. Mm -hmm. And often in the absence of that packaging, then we increase the pricing of food simply because there's more food waste. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's something which is not necessarily obvious at the first point. It's, yes. not a, it's not a, and that's where I feel the emotion and, and feelings aspect has to be balanced with clear data and a sort of a, a rigorous scientific approach mm -hmm. to what are the pros and cons, what are yeah. the real costs and benefits. Uh, when you're thinking about design, do these come into your uh, modes of thinking? Yes, uh, we're a very much female-led and driven company. And so we definitely want to bring the emotional side into it. And that's very important. And we also want to, we do research and make sure that we can back up what we say. This is part of us being transparent. As far as the balancing of those two, it's basically we have everyone involved. We have the designers, we have the project managers and the research, and we are constantly looking for new solutions and new ways. It's a very dynamic time. It's actually quite fun in the studio. You hear lots of laughter and people are throwing out ideas. There's no fear to throw out some new idea in there. and. Well, you kind of lost the thread of your question. Well, you, mentioned, you mentioned transparency yeah. within the company. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that being key to when you're working with clients, mm -hmm. that you're able then to transparently to talk openly and mm -hmm. truthfully about what would the cost and benefits be of a, a change in packaging, for example. Uh, let's talk a bit about transparency. Okay. Um, 
Do you believe that the companies, companies you're operating with are also transparent? And to what level is it very difficult to find a transparency? Mm-hmm. Uh, it is difficult because everyone on the planet experiences fear, and especially when it comes to money and finance, that fear is increased. And occasionally there's a fair amount of uh, ignorance involved, which is often where the fear comes from. And so in terms of looking at a product, we're not just looking at the, the, the appearance of it on the shelf, but the idea of a brand, that relationship with the, with the customers, is we have to look at and be centric to the customers. And we looking a lot at the research on Generation Z that's coming up behind the millennials and finding that there's a lot of interesting differences there. They're very, um, they tend to be very courageous. They've lived their entire lives on social media. They have no secrets. Uh, even though they may be presenting themselves in a certain way, it takes a lot of courage. And so this, this group tends to have a fair amount of courage. So that when we have to consider this, when we're considering the relationship of the, of the brand, and they also tend to be very environmental conscious. There's these uh, protests all over the world, Fridays for Future, and they're mostly Generation Z people. And these are the people that are you know, speaking truth to power. They're out there, they're not afraid. They tend to be a little less self-centered and more group-centered than the generation before. And so we really have to bring in that idea of authenticity. And they're social media capable. It takes you know, one smart person with a smartphone to destroy a brand if right. you're lying about it. So they're, they're demanding transparency. Yes, they are. And because they grew up with social media, they're very, very clear about this. And so we've been looking a lot at greenwashing lately, which is the practice of companies presenting their products either intentionally or unintentionally as more green or eco or environmentally friendly than they may actually be. Uh, There was a huge case a couple years ago with Volkswagen, which was very intentional, which cost them billions of dollars, damaged their brand, and I think even a few people went to jail. Um, so there is this demand on for transparency and authenticity. And one of our responsibilities as a, you know, a leader in this field of sustainable branding and so on is to make sure that companies are aware when they're not being fully honest about a product. Um, we found that most, a lot of the times when a company is developing a product, they really believe in it. They believe it's a good thing. And often there's a cognitive bias that comes in that kind of hides the real truth of it to them. One of the things we work with them when we consult with them is to get them used to this idea of being transparent, which is in this part of the world is often not that easy anywhere really. I think transparency in in this respect and when we're talking about packaging and and, and which materials work the best, etc, etc. Transparency, I think, is very difficult to actually deliver. Mm-hmm. The reason being is that it's difficult to really know what are what is that sweet spot between costs and benefits, pros and cons mm-hmm. between individual materials. This series has, has revealed that it's not a it's not an easy decision in many in many cases. Mm-hmm. You were mentioning the importance in in packaging plastics and paper, for example. Mm-hmm. We've discovered that the uh, often paper is a far more energy-intensive material in its production mm-hmm. than plastics are. 
perhaps three times the, the, the amount. So that's three times the amount of carbon dioxide being emitted during that production. However, if you extend the life cycle of that particular material, then you've got, you've got into that equation has to come the fact that these plastic materials will be in our environment for a lot longer mm -hmm. and the waste management becomes a, an integral aspect of that, of that costing and that's gonna, that is going to cost money. And it, it seems, well, it's turned out to be extremely difficult to put a number mm -hmm. uh, to individual materials. And then an added layer of complexity is that in certain circumstances, there's certain circumstances where they're, it's almost material specific. So if you consider single-use plastics in, uh, in, um, in medicine and in hospitals, in some cases, there's, there's no reasonable way to find an alternative for that, these particular uses. Mm -hmm. So it becomes very difficult then to uh, realize and be transparent and put a number to any of these mm -hmm. things. There seems to be a, rather a gray area. So I think transparency is being demanded. I think, would you agree that companies need help? Uh, to 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 be able to deliver. I, I believe I believe they do, and that's one of the things that Butterflies and Hurricanes is about is is helping them understand. Because e even here, I see that it's the understanding of what transparency is. Transparency isn't necessarily saying, "Oh, here we have all the data. Look, this is going to cost this much to clean up. This is the value that the trees gave us, and this is the cost. It's going to all the health care from the plastic and the water and the food." Um, transparency isn't necessarily having all of that information, knowing it. It's about being honest that you don't have it. It's about coming out and saying to the company, here's where we are, here's what we do. We see that uh, we do a number of things that are very good, and here's some things that are about our company that we see really need to change for the planet and for the future and for our children. Um, here's the difficulty we're having. Here is our plan for it right now. Here's what we're trying to do, and here's where we hope to be in X amount of time. Um, transparency is about that, that openness, and that's what's demanded. Um, not giving that, not being able to say, oh, we don't exactly know, but we're trying to find out, and here's what we're doing to try and find out, please go check, is seen, especially by the generation coming up, is taking away their choice. Um, we have also looked at people, transparency works both ways. People may buy a product because they're fully transparent about it and it's, it, it's been shown to be very good for the planet and healthy and not have lots of long-term costs. But also the person may choose still to take the product that's not healthy. People buy cigarettes all the time even though it's right there on the pack. Look what this is gonna do mm. to you. Um, transparency is really about choice. It's a democratic thing. And when you're not being transparent with your customers, especially with this huge Generation Z that's coming up, you're taking away their choice and they're going to see it that way. And at Butterflies and Hurricanes, this is the type of conversation we're trying to have with companies and getting in there and helping them understand that and overcome that ignorance that leads to the fear, which is tied to finance. Because sustainability, I mean, it's not an environmental movement. It's a business model. And if it's not, there's the three circles of the Venn diagram, you know, environment, society, people, and finance. If it's not financially, if you're not able to stay financially solvent doing it, it's still not sustainable. You're not, so there's nothing anti-profit or anything in there like that. It's a business model. 
And so, and it's about giving people that real choice. Right, so the you two know? things that can be consistently mixed together. There's no, it's not a choice between being environmentally responsible and sustainable and being a, pro a profitable business, right? Yeah. I mean, there's the, your, your, your argument, which I, I, I concur with, is that you can, you can, you can do the, you can do the two. Mm -hmm. And, but uh, I want to return to, you mentioned Generation Z or mm -hmm. Z, depending, yeah, sorry. On, the, depending <laughs> on the, which side of the Atlantic you're, you're from. Uh, so Generation Z, uh, a generation which is, has a, a large degree of transparency, mm -hmm. they're also going to be the future um, consumers mm -hmm. driving all these markets and a bit more time they're going to be the future CEOs and leaders and influencers. Yes. Are you optimistic about that future regarding the way we use or abuse packaging now and Generation Z? Uh, I would say I'm guardedly optimistic. Um, it is at times very difficult. It's very heavy. Um, we also, in terms of butterflies and hurricanes, when we present, we also realize that sustainability, being that it has ties to environment and people, can be very heavy. People don't want always to hear about it. And so we try to bring an element of fun to that. And we realize that when companies are also involved in the society and stuff, it brings a social aspect. It's bringing people back together. And those elements of businesses working in that direction is optimistic because I believe it'll lead to the transparency because they feel good about it. Um, and often we find that when a company starts to do some small thing, it feels so good. It motivates workers. This is what we found out at, at Butterflies when we started doing values-based interviews for hiring people. Um, we were hiring people based on their values because they tended to they stick around longer. They're involved in the purpose of the company. They employee retention goes way up and motivation goes way up because these things I'm very optimistic about because when I see the positive effects that when a company is truly sustainable and transparent about their shortcomings, people stay on. They don't get, they don't have that tired feeling of, oh, I'm working for this company. They're doing all this good stuff. You know, for example, you know, like Unipetrol is doing many good things in, in uh, municipalities and the fish in the ocean, fish back in the rivers and beehives and things like that. And supporting NGOs, but at the same time, uh, you don't want to distract from another thing that the company does that everyone knows at some point isn't necessarily healthy for the planet and needs to change, whether it's all the fuels and things like that. When they start to be open about that, people can make that choice and it is motivating for them. Um, even companies, people who work at companies who are honest about the, their shortcomings often stay on instead of continuing to work for them because they need the job and feeling sick inside from it. This actually motivates the entire companies to move in a, in a right direction. And anything else is going to be seen as greenwashing. Anything that doesn't bring up those topics focusing on the brand's shortcomings and their strong points and saying, here's where we are, here's where we're going to. And that's really what the conversation we're trying to have with people. Yeah. So it sounds as if the future in your, in your in your mind is going to be a far more accountable future, where where uh, the generation Z who are have a far more intimate relationship with transparency are going to be demanding 
to see within the, the workings of, of all operations and then make decisions based on, on values and a far more holistic approach. Is that, is that I, I believe so. And, and I wouldn't say that the accountability is so much on them as it's they're going to put it back on the generations before them. It's the generations that, that grew up, whether honestly or not. Like my father was in the oil industry for many years. They were heroes. They solved the energy crisis in the United States. Okay. Uh, but that's all changed now. And this generation coming up that is full of courage and is, wants the choice and wants the transparency, they're going to be holding that generation to account for bleep the air and messing up the air and messing up the water and the health effects that, that come on from all of these things. Um, you know, there's no simple solutions, but there are solutions. And when you have creative people being honest about what the problems are, and being honest about what your company can do. Um, for example, empowering women within the companies. Um, women get it. The lower and middle managers who are women, they get it immediately and often it goes upstairs to the guy in the suit back there and sometimes he just is no. But by having these discussions with companies as those women move up in the companies as I hope they will and this is why I'm optimistic. Um, the history of the world has been dominated by men. We've done lots of amazing and built amazing and wonderful things, but we've also created a lot of problems. These things can be, it, it's time to balance that out a little bit. Let's try something a little different. Let's, let's give uh, the women a chance to balance out that patriarchal, purely empirical, data-driven, ego-driven side with some of the more emotional side and keep them balanced in a nice yin yang of thing. And when I look at that and the progress women have made, um, that's what gives me the optimism. Okay, Alan, on that uh, optimistic and balanced conclusion, can I thank you very much for coming along to Let's Talk About It. You're welcome. I, I wish you it, yeah. uh, every luck in, in finding new creative solutions mm -hmm. for uh, a more sustainable packaging future. Mm -hmm. And uh, as a, a token of our thanks, can I give you a, a gift without any packaging at all? <laughs> it's a, a t-shirt of Let's Talk About, which I hope you can, you can wear with it's pride. Alan packaging. <laughs> thank okay, you. Alan, thank you very much. Thank you, Michael. All the best. Enjoy it.